and welcome to episode 43 of the Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. And so Jose Mourinho's blue bandwagon rolls on and over a slightly snappy but relatively trouble-free speed bump in the form of David Moyes' plucky Europa League chasing Manchester United side. Talk of Wan Mata departing illustrates just how far the mighty United have fallen. Not that our Wan isn't a fine footballer who would grace any side, but back in Fergie's days they at least used to try and unsettle the club and our best players via the usual media channels before the game rather than after it. Joining me to ponder our fortunes in the games against Harlan United are Dr Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. I am Dekaiser, or Johnny, as I'm otherwise known. Uh, Mark is currently battling the vagaries of the privatised rail network somewhere between St Neots and London. Um, we are pondering an attempt at a live link to him, but given our recent record with technology, the word omnishambles looms large over him. <laughs> um, and so, Manchester United... Um, we obviously won 3-1, as uh, everyone will know by now. Um, a, a very fine and slightly opportunistic Samuel Eto'o hat-trick. Um, a quick quick quiz question for you both to start with. Um, last Chelsea player to score a hat-trick against Manchester United? Uh, Seamus, no, o- no. Seamus O'Connell, I think, or something. 1954, yes. and it was his debut. Yes. He, um, <laughs> Thank he, you. Thanks to Dan Levine, because that was all Chadders. That was one of Chadders' facts last night. Oh, did you did on, on the, uh, I see. On the Chelsea fan cast. He, he, they, was, he was the last Chelsea player to score for Chelsea against a hat-trick against Man United, mm. but he wasn't the last Chelsea player to score a hat-trick against Man United. Ah, uh, I see, yes. Well, we'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll I t- I, I, you obviously don't follow follow my Twitter ramblings at all because, of course, I've given the answer to this already. And uh, oh. this subsequent question, which is <clears throat> that um, this said Chelsea player was the last player to score a hat trick against the United team managed by Fergie, and of course, it's a Chelsea player who scored the first hat trick under the next manager of Manchester United. Yeah, okay. Noted. Ah. Noted. But um it should There'll be a crackerjack pencil for the winner. So it should um, Samuelletto then. Yeah, but who is the last Chelsea player to score a hat trick before him oh, against before Manchester him. United? Oh, right. oh, Listen, God. we'll come we'll come yes. back to that. Um but it should be, it should be noted actually that, that we actually won the game this time. Um, Seamus O'Connell's hat trick was sadly in vain because we lost six five. Um, oh, God. <laughs> that day. Oh, However, it was, right, our title, yeah. was our first title winning year, so um, right, okay. it was not not all in vain. Um, Tone, your thoughts on the game? Um, well, the word omnishambles looms highly. <laughs> it becomes highly um, visible over Manchester United. Um, I, I'm actually. Uh, I, I thought it was a fabulous game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had the yep, one of the, the hangovers from hell while I was there, but um, I'd recovered by half time to the point where I could um, have a glass of that golden fizz pop rubbish that they serve at the ground, um, ah. singer beer or whatever it is. And um, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the second half, and it, and, and it dawned on me um, we were three nil up, and, and you know everyone around us was thinking, "Blimey, this could be a rout." Um, but, uh, oh, there's my doorbell. Um, <laughs> just, just to show that it's live. I bet this didn't happen on the fan cast last night. <laughs> um, I, thought we, I thought we just segued yeah. into some cheap BBC uh, sitcom there for a moment. Oh, anyway, dear, oh dear. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I thought we, you know, a few of us were thinking, blimey, this could be a route. Um, and then we, 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 we went into what I can only describe as pure Mourinho. Um, uh, 
last 20-25 minutes we were just almost holding Very them arm's length it, 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 I mean other people have sort of complained about the entertainment value and you know United were playing well but that's as close a performance as I can remember to Mourinho version 1 um, that I've seen this season um, and uh, I think it was I think it was I got a bit peed off. I've, I've been on the blog today and uh, uh, fired off one or two uh, missives to people and said, you know, what's all this negativity? It's all this, oh, we didn't play well, we could play better. We didn't... Why do we need to play better? We 3 nil up. We won. The, the obvious, it was obvious what he was thinking. He was thinking, well, 3 nil up, come and get us if you can. Um, and I Yeah, it seemed, um, it seemed to... Sorry to interrupt, but it seemed to me that we were we were actually pretty comfortable letting him have the ball in front of the, the back four and... Um, and Lewis and Ramirez and you know the additional players that came on yeah. after that because they just weren't really doing that much with it no I, I mean I was impressed with you know they did come out of the blocks well they did come out in the first five or ten minutes and uh, mm. they moved it about nicely and, and everything but again I kept at the, that, this nagging feeling at the back of my mind was Chelsea were always sitting there saying good get on with it because we're, we're you know we're, we're, we'll hit you when we're here and, and I described it in, in my, sort of my comments today I think I said you know that we were disciplined we were patient and we were ruthless when we needed to be and I, I can't say any higher praise than that. I think it's you know that's the way to do it I mean everybody expects us to go out there and play some sort of hybrid Barcelona type basketball game against people and and, and, and whatever and it's uh, they're getting more and more detached from the reality of football it's possibly yeah, yeah. possibly a little bit unrealistic um, yeah overall but um, um, top performances th- from, from Hazard William for me probably would have got my vote on man of the match possibly in a little contest with Cahill who is uh, who's looking an absolute cert for a, um, to be one of England's main rocks I don't think they're going to need John Terry coming out of retirement that's for sure with the way Cahill's playing um, yeah, he's playing well and, and generally a very enjoyable experience I, I can I'm not sympathising with United but uh, I'm firmly with Jose Mourinho where people have been going oh you know they're always dismissing oh well, they're a mid-table team they're the champions of England when they come to town Man United in whatever form it's a big game and they are coming to win and um, of course they are I know. mean yeah, no one no one disputes that I think it's um, I think it's indicative I, I read <laughs> somewhere that it's it's the big the biggest or well, the second biggest point swing at this stage of the season from being champions to where they are now I think it leads after they won it in 92 it was something ridiculous like 30 odd points um, but United uh, the current United side are next um, so I mean they've, they've dipped there's no question about that but um, but yeah I think um, they have been on a fairly reasonable run in the league though you know it's not like they're, they've been disastrously losing three or four on the bounce in the league they've, they've been on a reasonable you know reasonable run or whatever and I, I, I just think that people by 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 sort of slagging off Man United, they're they're, they're bringing down our achievement. That's my no, it's very true. I mean, I think it, 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 things do things do change in um, if if you are a Champions League side, things do change slightly in um, in that in that little gap between December and February where it's it's off um, because you, you get a little more time, and we're out. Obviously, we're out of the bad debt cup so that that's an irrelevance to us United aren't so they've got to stick a side out tomorrow which is <laughs> alienating everybody who listens to the show has got a capital one card <laughs> yeah well you know yeah. um, off so to the radio it, one with you it alters um, it alters the dynamic slightly in that sense and I think that's that's actually helped 
um, United a little bit. Um, the fact they're not playing, two, you know, two games a week regularly, um, and the, the, the distraction of European football is kind of out of the way for a, another few weeks. Um, but uh, for me, I, I mean, Etu, I, just fantastic. I thought, you know, he he, he took took his goals incredibly well so you know got the odd bit of luck but as, as the old expression goes when you're a striker you've got to buy a ticket um, yeah, exactly. and he did and um yeah what more could you ask for could, i mean after talk of um, talk of our strikers struggling and so forth um he, he it's a bit nice, a, it nice a to have a proper goal hanging striker as well someone who's there when the ball bounces out or bobbles around in the area from time to time you know you see these chances go passing by and you think why, where's our striker? Why are they not in there? Why are they over by the corner flag? Not Etu. He's there. Probably. He's there. And I thought for the third goal, uh, when he played it back, I think there was... Um, I mean, Valencia had his arms around him. He was almost bear-hugging him from behind, as if to say, I've got you, I've got you. And Etu just said, yeah, but I'm going to shoot. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not like I'm going to try and pad the ball in with my hands, you know. Tough luck, sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, a, a, a very, very enjoyable afternoon, as you say. Um, Donald, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I had to go. Um, I, I was sort of channeling my big Lebowski because I had to go bowling at uh, <laughs> the bowling lanes in Brick Lane. <clears throat> and um, with a crowd of parents and children because it was, you know, someone's birthday. Oh, joy. And so, yes, and uh, mainly Tottenham fans. Um so yes, I, I my my viewing was restricted. There was a big screen there, and I could see most of it from the lane, and then you know kept running round to have a look at what was going on. So I saw most most of the game, and I saw the goals, and um, and a few, <clears throat> few turkeys. One would suggest. <laughs> no, well, I, I you know I sort of my bowling wasn't of the highest order, but um, <laughs> you know it, it was reasonable enough. I I, I think personally, um, and. I also had a, sort of a crisis over what to drink because there was a bar there, but they, they didn't serve proper man beer, like bitter. It was all strange Ponzi lager type things. And I had to settle on, um, in a panic, because I saw the word blue, I settled on Blue Moon. Um, it was only later that it occurred to me that I was drinking yes. something that was more associated with City than with, uh, with Chelsea. But it was a Belgian uh, white beer, brewed in America so you had a bit of Glazers a bit of Hazard a bit of Man City and you know but it did the trick although um, we should we should I, note on the um, sorry to interrupt but on the, yes. the subject of Blue Moon um, Man City are now 3-0 up at West Ham so <laughs> West Ham are 9-0 down on aggregate I, I think it's going to go to double figures it's, it's it? going to be double figures actually and it yeah. would be politer to stop it now I think but yes. anyway carry on Yes, and uh, if I can warn anyone who does ever order this drink at the uh, bowling lane in Brick Lane, they serve it with a slice of orange on the glass, which obviously to any proper beer drinking man is, is somehow anathema. But um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I, I got to see most of the game, and and you know, as Tony says, I, I think you know it had a good uh, you know good spell in the first ten or fifteen minutes. Um, as Pilaqueta was maybe a little bit lucky with the the tackle on on. Um, well, well Beck, although no one's made too much of that. No, but in, no, gen I... in general, you know, I, I think the way we soaked it up and broke on them and broke very dangerously a few times, you know, had Ivanovic 
had a slightly more accurate cross once or twice. Mm. It had done a lot more damage. And um, just just to interject, I, I must admit I didn't see that there didn't seem to be huge cries and appeals from um, from the United players with the the, the Aspilicueta Welbeck incident. Um, no, no, I, I think I think he sort of caught him as. As he got the shot off, you know, had it, had it been a fraction of a second earlier, I think he'd have been in deep, deep it's trouble. But I shook. think yeah. because the ball, you know, Welbeck got the shot off, whether he was going to be more accurate without <clears throat> um, as Piliqueta hit it, but he caught his standing leg, I think. And, uh, mm. you know, on another day, that might have gone against us. But uh, as I thought, as, you know, United, when they did have a lot of possession, didn't really do an awful lot with it. You know, our defending's obviously got a lot more disciplined, a lot better. It seems William, Oscar and Hazard are working well as a as a pressing group, which I think has been missing previously. Mm. And they're, uh, they're, they're grafting an awful lot. I'd, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be very interested to know what kind of, uh, of mileage that the, the likes of William are putting in per game because he, he's covering an enormous mm. amount of ground. There's less of the wandering, you know, any team just wandering all the way through, you know, with five or six passes strung together suddenly being on the back four there's there's a lot less of that going on at the moment so um, you know we're fortunate possibly that they didn't have Rooney and Van Persie but you you, you know you, 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 you play the team that's in front of you yeah. and, and it, we probably could still have won it might have been less emphatic who knows but you know we were the better side on, on the day the, the team that looked more of a team and looked more purposeful and and playing to a plan I think their heads went down quite early which the absence of one or two people like Rooney probably mm. players like him I think help keep keep that team going when when times are tough so yeah I mean I, it's always good to beat United as Tony says whether <clears throat> whether they're in reduced circumstances currently or not no no yeah. absolutely both them and Liverpool in the space of a month yeah, that's, I mean, that's always good I think there was a, some part of the script was written before the game. You know, we were on a hiding to nothing in that, you know, we're expected to win and therefore we win. So it was all about Manchester United. Had we lost or whatever, then, you know, I think it was still all been about Manchester United and it would have been, well, you know, did Chelsea, you know, and, and they would have been perhaps lurching us back closer on the scale uh, between paradise and crisis club and we would have been shifting back on that 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 weird scale that says well you know all of a sudden i mean it's it's an interesting point i i'm i sort of slightly i slightly disagree about kind of where we are now and how we're being covered now because i i'm slightly intrigued about how chelsea being viewed because i think to be perfectly honest i think most chelsea fans if they're brutally honest to still be involved in the in the title race and, and fairly closely involved in it getting on February I'm not entirely sure any of us really expected that at the beginning of the season um, and whilst I don't think anyone else in, including the mass ranks of the pundits and the, uh, the dedicated non-thinkers in the press I don't think anyone else really expected it I don't think anyone else they don't really know what to say about it it's all ticking along Mourinho isn't pissing anyone off. There's no, there's no talk of unrest. There's no, there's no chatter about Abramovich being unhappy with this or unhappy with that. It's just all. I mean, obviously that makes me immensely nervous as a Chelsea fan that something is going to go catastrophically wrong at any given moment. But 
I don't think I, I think it's it's sort of surprised people into silence almost there, there just doesn't seem to be much talk about us no. we're plugging away I think the, exp- the expectation is that the, the big game is obviously City in a couple of weeks time that's that's the one that that says whether 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 we're really in with a chance or or just not quite there yet um, and I think the vast majority of us probably realistically think not quite there yet but th- that old devil called hope um, we're just sitting there now thinking well if anyone can go to City and frustrate them and stop them scoring and possibly nick something it's the Mourinho side mm. I couldn't agree more I think that you know that that he'll be looking at that match. I, I I imagine much in the way that he looked at the Barcelona ties when he was with Inter Milan. You know he'll be thinking, you know, bring on bring on your lovely tippy tappy football, and um, we'll, we'll have twenty five percent of the possession. And, and that's it. But, and, but if, you know, let's yeah, be the honest. trouble is that they've got a bit more than tippy tappy football. So they've got a very you know tough physical midfield and physical forwards. I mean, Negredo and, and Aguero and people like that. Yeah. You know. They, they will take players on. Oh. And you've got Toure, Toure, who's lost at least 15 stones since last year yeah. and plays more than 70 <laughs> minutes. You know, he plays an entire game now, doesn't he? Last yeah. year, he was, he was just lumbering about uh, the place. I'm not trying to, to do us down. I'm just saying that that, for me, is the difference between playing some of the, the, the more, if you like, in inverted commas, footballing sides is that <clears throat> City have a history, and I don't see it changing this season, of coming out and giving us a good shoeing before any sort of football breaks out. And I can see it going the same way up there. You know, that, that they will, there will be a bit of, you know, a physical battle going on as much as anything else oh, yeah. they, 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 in that game up there. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Sorry, sorry. No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> Just to chuck a chuck a point in, I, I, I'm very very interested to see. I, I would, you would guess that um, our our little starting double pivot, sorry, wash my mouth out, will be um, red card. Probably be yes. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, the fact that the, the contest, what it will be, red card may well be the operative word. Um, yes. It's likely to be Matic and Ramirez, and um, Toure and probably Fernandinho. I would guess or Garcia. That's a that's that's a cracking little battle right there, as as to you know those those two little central. That's central quite, that's quite do you think do you think he might not go with with Matic and and Mikel? That's my, and put, exactly put Ramirez. That's put very Ramirez out on the yeah. right. I ask her. Absolutely, I mean, that's what I was about to say. I think you were being a tad positive there, Johnny, with, your, <laughs> <laughs> with Ramirez on there. Um, you know, it, it's made for four two three one, but those two being Matic and Mikel just doggedly um, doing their best impressions of Claude Makaleli. I don't know. I just, just Ramirez is running. I just I just think it needs a bit of energy. I, I mean, Matic, we've not seen play a great deal, and, and I've I've only saw only saw him a little bit for Ben Pinker, but he and he runs a bit more than than say Mikel does. But Mikel is you know it's very much the the sit there and control and do what you do what you need to do. I just think it, it needs it needs a bit of punch. I mean. This is this is all academic, you know. Mourinho could could do one of his curve, throw one of his curve balls, and, and he can't play. Carlo Ferreira's left now. He can't play him in <laughs> <laughs> As much as we love yeah. Paolo, we are eternally grateful for that. Yeah. Um, the, but only, the only, the only fullback we ever had who could play centre half properly was Basingua. and he's he's not available to he's, us anymore. He's, and, he's, and there was question marks about his ability 
to call himself a fullback, wasn't there? Let's be fair. Yeah, but he always played really well as a centre back. He did. If you remember. He did indeed. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think our. Um, our gathering in a couple of weeks' time, um, which again maybe on maybe on a Tuesday because we play them on a Monday night. I think that's that's going to be a contest and um, one well worth watching. Um, but um, so we would just we've digressed a little. Um, we'll back. I think just to finish off, um, one of the reasons that we're possibly not being reacted to quite as strongly as you would have been expecting, uh, Johnny, is that there's also the. <clears throat> the Arsenal love and so on. You know, Arsenal are now you know at the top of the league and have been for a good while. So True. there's pl- there's plenty uh, for for you know the pundits to polish. They're, they're having basically relegated them on the first game of the season. <laughs> they're, now, they're now sort of working their asses off to hide the fact that they condemned them. You know, to to the bottom three. Mm. So. Yeah, I think that keeps them happy as well. Well, there, um, I think it, it just in terms of um, just in terms of the you know kind of the running and, and games coming up. Arsenal's February to early April is an absolute monster. Um, I'm just trying to dig. I, th- I think I said that. I, I read somewhere that their March was a particularly um, yeah. brown tinged one. As Him, it were. Here we go. February the 8th to April the 5th. Um, Arsenal play Liverpool away, United at home, Bayern at home, Bayern away, Spurs away, Chelsea away, Man City at home and Everton away. Frankly, if they're still standing after that, then um, you have to give them um, give them cheap cool. credit and, and take it take it a bit more seriously because no one really is at the moment, and including no. us, but that's one hell of a lot. I do. I, I take them seriously. I, I think... <clears throat> I think there's possibly a little more going on down there than there used to be. Um, you know, I may be wrong, so to speak. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we 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 we're back to United. Um, I thought it it was interesting later on in the game. I think United just lost discipline a little bit. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. they got they got one back through. Um, I say a little bit. That's understating it. They got obviously got one back from through Hernandez, who obviously always has to score against us. Yes. Um, but beyond that, scored with his feet this time though. That's very true. Very true. I oh, know that was uh, that was the other fellow, wasn't it? Macheda who scored his end. Sorry, I mm. must apologise. Macheda, yes. Um, <clears throat> and just started to get a little bit snappy. And uh, I thought Mourinho was was very diplomatic in terms of the way he um, he approached the the Vidic red card and and Raphael's tackle on Cahill was, you know, frustration. Young lads, blah de blah de blah. Um, I, t- to be honest, I thought. Personally, the, the decisions were kind of the wrong way around. Vidic was possibly a little bit unlucky, um, and Raphael actually probably should have gone. And I think the only thing that saved him was that A, Vidic was off already, and B, he just got the ball. Um, but it just started to get a little bit disciplined. Yeah. I must be the only person on the planet who didn't think that Vidic fully deserved it. No, I don't. I, I thought he was probably yeah. unlucky. He, he went. Hazard had gone past him, you, you, and this isn't like from watching it fifty million times in slow motion. I thought it as soon as I saw it happen. Hazard went past him so easily, and it wasn't like a, a tired late challenge for the ball. The ball had gone, and he just, just yeah. and he, he it ended up almost a scissoring. And if you scissor a player, you're always in, in likely to break a leg somewhere. Yeah. And he, he led with his he, le- he led with his left leg. And then brought his right leg round, and you know, 
that's dangerous. Yeah. And and in fact, he he I thought he could have inflicted a lot more damage because he basically you could see the way it's timed. Hazard pushes the ball past is almost going past and you can see him make an enormous effort to lunge to make sure he gets hazard it wasn't like a sort of tired oh i'm sticking my leg out to dig or i'll just clip his heels to bring him down it's i'm not having this bang and I, i'm sure that it was uh, okay. as much the intent i'm sure it was the intent that that um, the ref thought he saw there and I thought it was there I thought the intent was there to really catch him full on and, um, I, know, I, know, I know you see tackles like that get yellow cards in games but and all the pundits were saying oh, it was yellow but I thought my immediate reaction was that Vidic went for him you know just full on and um, you know I, I thought it was quite a bad challenge I, I, <clears> I, I watched it um, obviously being there and at the time we were adamant it was a red then you start hearing things and I was, luckily I had enough um, juice in the phone to be able to watch it on I think it's 101 great goals that, 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 that tweet various clips of the game or whatever and um, uh, I watched it and I, I made my mind it was firmly a 50-50 you, you would find a 50-50 split on referees I think over that one between a yellow and a red um, well Mourinho said orange didn't he? <laughs> yeah and, and, it was uh, an orange card and, and, he went and, off his feet. He went off both feet. Yes, yeah, both feet. It was a lunge yeah. off. You know, it was off the ground lunging at him. The Raphael one was a straight red, and in fact, he should have been arrested. It was an assault. He's lucky Cahill didn't get hold of him because Cahill was furious afterwards, and I think he would have ripped his head off. Um, and and, and uh, it's irrespective of whether he got the ball, saving him or not. That's a two-footed studs up out of control tackle. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whether you get the ball or not. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's written. No, no, no. no. I, I think, I think, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably what's, what's yeah, it's not right. I think it's probably what saved him was the fact he did get the ball. Yeah. I think had he not, and, and Vidic having gone a minute and, before, exactly, I think, you know, I think. too. So, yeah. um, so he's yeah, a very lucky boy to be on the pitch, and 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 and. Uh, you know, and, and he was, I think, but he was luckier Cahill was stopped from getting him, I think, because, you know, Cahill was not the most angry of players, and he was furious. He, he wasn't happy, was he? he no. You could tell. But, and so. I, I go back to the point about, Vidic. I mean, they did lose their discipline. Um, mm-hmm. You wonder whether um, the likes of Rooney and, and Van Persie have been available would have held that together or not. Uh, I'm not totally convinced. They have been fairly bad-tempered affairs you know, before um, there's I, always I, been there's always been yeah. niggle. And I, I'd have absolutely no sympathy with Vidic on the basis that you know when Torres got sent off against them last year, which was and it blatantly wasn't, you know, at the Clattenburg Gate um, game. Um, yes, that's true. You know, so you know, it, there is a little swings and roundabouts thing in there. Um, I thought, yeah, uh, and I thought Valencia was probably <coughs> one foul away from a second yellow um, for sure because he was, you know. And Ashley Young, what a chippy little bastard he is, isn't he? I mean, not only does he dive everywhere, but he seems to be brandishing false yellow cards and, you know, uh, what an obnoxious, horrible, despicable git. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree, Tyler. 
I've always had an intense dislike for him, and um, every passing game that I see him in um, does nothing to disprove that. But um, I so think the, the, the real thing with that was the game was gone; it was all over. Yeah, yeah. But there have been there have been obviously nasty challenges there have been on both sides. There have been big dust stops in the past. They've been chasing referees around the place, but that's usually because the game is there's usually only a goal in the game. Or it's it's nil nil or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's, I think when a game is dead and gone like that, for, for players to start, you know, going after people the way they did, it's it's not good. Mm. Uh, and um, you know, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't bode well for <laughs> future games because no. we would undoubtedly get them in yeah. Europe. I'm sure I think, of it. I just, I just wanted to I just quick, that in my waters. Quickly mention that there were a couple of other. Um, fine moments to savour in the game not least of all Petr Cech's little dummy on the line this <laughs> was running and there's a there's a lovely bit of footage and they did show it on Match of the Day of Mourinho who's basically with his head in his hands head in his hands and him and I think 40 Oh, thousand other people. Uh, oh, it did. It did cause me to have a brief connection. <laughs> it did. It, it was. It, you did think to yourself, he's either an extraordinarily cool customer. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yes, um, not ideal. And, and 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 I think you know we're not in the spirit of fair play, but um, you do have to say the United fans did back Moyes. They did sing through the game. They didn't all disappear with ten minutes to go, so we didn't have a chance to sing. Is there a fire drill? Um, and and you know, I th- so I think fair play to them on, on, they on did, that. Basis. They did also. It should be noted. Um, they did also chuck a lot of bottles and coinage into <coughs> um, into a, the shed um, where a mate of mine was sitting, and um, really? he, got, he got he got a coin in the back of his head and a, a bottle <laughs> narrowly missed. And they yeah. chucked a lot of stuff on the pitch as well. Um, Typically, there were any flares this time? I didn't see any. No, no. Um, typically, good natured United. Um, just because you're losing, um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think that probably rounds that game up. It, it puts us. Um, ooh, where are we? Two points off the top. Um, obviously, FA Cup this weekend, so no league action. Where we have Stoke and their beautiful brand of football visiting the Bridge. Um, and obviously, Chelsea old boy Mark Hughes um, returning, um, and obviously the week the week after that um, on the Monday night, I think it's the third of February, we're playing um, Manchester City at the Etihad, which um, should be an intriguing contest, and we will cover that next time. And we have, um, West, we have West Ham in between that as well. And well, sorry, yeah, West Ham on the uh, Wednesday. Who will, who will, tomorrow. you know, having been humiliated tonight by City, will come. Ready, willing, and armed uh, to give us a, with a shoe in. Big with his finest tactical plan, I've no doubt. Um, so I tell you what, the one thing I, I think we've got to say about the Stoke game is that, um, and I'm sure Jose, being the man he is, will have worked on this. Is for the love of God, where if this Asaidi gets the ball, don't let him turn inside. And have a shot from the guy. Every time I switch on match of the day, no matter what team is playing Stoke, this fella is stepping inside and curling a ball in the back of the net. So if they let him do it again to them, they'll need shooting. That's all I can say. He's, he's done that to us. You know, he scored the the goal against us. You know, that sort of curling ball from the yeah. corner. Box. I've seen him do that two or three times now on various match of the days. I can't remember against who. One would, one would hope that Mourinho um, has, has got the um, the backroom staff with the DVD informing whoever it is that's marking him to um, 
to wise. Well, I, I might just pen him a note and, and yeah, send, good idea. I, I think you know, I'm sure he appreciates the regular scouting updates I send him. Yeah, I, 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 suspect, I suspect he's a listener as well. So um, we'll now that he no longer gets them from his little ginger-haired mate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is he now? Who cares, frankly? Yeah. Um, we'll move on quickly to Hull. Um, a two-nil win, oh. which um, was—I I won't say never in doubt, but it—it um, it took a, took a bit of graft. Um, Eden Hazard with uh, sorry, Eden Hazard with um, a touch, <laughs> touch of brilliance um, after. Um, just after the um, the second half started, um, and Torres rounded it off um, with a nicely taken goal in the I think it was the 88th or 89th minute. Um, fairly perfunctory tuna win. If anyone wants to add anything about that, they are more than welcome to. I can't think of anything much to say about it other than it was a fairly Mourinho-esque tuna win. I think it just followed a, a string of games, which I think we mentioned on the previous uh, shed cast or whatever you call these things. Um, but you know, they, they started to get into a mode of controlling games and, you know, finishing quite strongly when the other team is starting to wilt. And, you know, Derby, they beat them 2-0, Southampton 3-0. These sort of games where they, they, they get on top and, and work the opposition quite hard and, and in the end, you know, run out sort of fairly comfortable winners. Tells, yeah. um, um, and that, I think that's been a pattern that's, uh, that's happened... Uh, in the last sort of half a dozen games. Yes, yeah, the last month or so. Um, we should obviously um, congratulate Petr Cech on his record 209th clean sheet in that game, um, mm. beating Peter Benetti's long-standing um, tally, so well done to Petr. And he's, um, he's, he's rapidly chasing down the... Um, the all-time Premier League record as well. I think he's got another 30 or so to go, possibly. That's probably going to be incredibly wrong, but um, he's certainly not far away from it. Um, and he will. I think he will, it looks very much like he'll do it in far fewer games than anyone else. Um, is that... Um the past. Okay, is that Schmeichel? Is it? Or uh, no, David James. Oh, enough. is it? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, just it. for sheer longevity and the, and the number of clubs he played with. Yeah. Um, he, um, Good old calamity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as, as, mm. as, as much of a reputation as he's got. Um, he uh, he holds he holds the current record. Um, the only thing that might be uh, stopping young Czech from that is the the shadow of Courtois on his shoulder. So well, yeah, I mean that's, that's for another day. That debate, I suppose. It is. It's certainly. Um, I suspect um, in in the final podding sheds of um, of this season, we're going to be um, we're going to be pondering that. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, David James, five hundred seventy two appearances, one hundred sixty nine clean sheets. Um, and next is Petter, three hundred fourteen appearances and one hundred fifty clean sheets. Oh right. So he's, he's nine off, and he's got two hundred sixty games to get him in. So um, fingers crossed. Yeah. He should. Right. Um, so that was um, that was Hull. Um, I, who I thought, to be fair to them, actually played quite well. Um, I think Steve Bruce was said, you know, it was a reasonable performance, and you know, the class told in the end, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a competitive uh, league. When you look at every, if you break it into three sections, and you look at the sort of top seven, uh, I suppose you could argue, possibly at least the top six, and then the middle bit, and then the bottom. It's almost like there are three separate mini leagues going on there, and, and Hull are firmly wedged into that middle bit. And um, mm. I think they've surprised a few people. And they're probably, uh, you know, I think Steve Bruce is a slightly underrated coach. Actually, he seems to be. Um, yeah, he, he's been he, around. I mean, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's, it's such as the nature of it. it. It's kind of 
it's almost whether your um, your glass is half empty or half full. It's yes, they are sitting mid table, but actually, when you look at it, they're only where are we five points off the bottom three. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things where yeah, you could argue it either way. Excuse me, frog in my throat. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, the, the addition of Huddleston, I mean, what they, what they took one or two was it three players from Tottenham. They, they seem to have bought in two or three very decent players who you know very often when players move from somewhere like a bigger club it's because they're on the way out but, but they seem to have had a bit of a lease of life and mm. have added something to to Hull and, and you have to that's what I was saying you have to put in a performance like Chelsea did which was to suppress Hull at home and you know make them work very hard and then pick them off in the in the last third of the game which is essentially what they did for about three or four games on the trot I mean, the United game was slightly different to that in that they got two up before half-time. But previous to that, they'd been working teams hard and then maybe a couple of substitutions around the hour mark and it, that's how the game was getting finished off. So, you know, teams like Hull, you sort of have to... You know, you have to. It takes a lot more to beat these teams, and I think it did ten, ten years ago or whatever. Yeah, you know, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd, I'm sure there are any number of statisticians <laughs> who could confirm it with um, figures and uh, and so forth. But um, so we'll move move on to the transfer window. Um, obviously, Nemanja Matic um, made a brief appearance on uh, against United on Sunday, um, returning to the bridge after a, a spell at Benfica. Um, Obviously, much discussion about the fact we've we've paid twenty million quid for a player we let go relatively cheaply a few years ago. Um, personally, I, th- I think it's a little catch twenty two. Um, whilst his departure, he went out on loan. Um, I think the summer that we let um, Deco, Balak, and Belletti go. So it, it seemed like an odd decision to let him go, given that we were short on not short on midfielders, but. Uh, Given, I can't remember the exact makeup of how the season panned out, but it left us a little bit short, and he um, he looked reasonably decent on the couple of occasions he played for us. Um, Tone, your thoughts? Um, have we been played for mugs, or is this just part of modern football that you know he's gone away, he's gone and got the experience, and Mourinho's decided he's yeah, the man he yeah. needs to get him back? It's an interesting one. It's, a, it's a, a, an echo of Mourinho in, in a sense that we let him go. And uh, <laughs> yeah. bugger off and get a bit more experience, and then picked him up again. Um, I'm 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 interested in, in in that kind of thing because it's, there, there's the argu- there's always the sort of hoary old argument of never go back. Um, there's the the fact that whoever let him go, um, I'm not sure if it was under AVB or Robbie or or wherever when we purchased Luis. I think it was I think it was before that. Um, um, yeah. Who was there when we purchased? Maybe Carlo then, was it? Louise, I think it might have been Carlo. <coughs> yeah, yeah, um, it was Carlo. So someone, someone somewhere didn't have uh, any faith, maybe as a result of the culture at the club of, of constant success and not being able to give people a chance to, to you know, as, as other clubs do, to, to shine, as it were. Um, I think it's a good purchase. I think we have a lovely creative midfield. We do. We have a fantastic creative midfield and lots of lippy little creative herberts and whatever but we do lack a bit of steel and I think you know yeah. we, we, we sort of joked earlier on about you know the positivity of potentially you know Matic and, and Ramirez but Matic and Mikel would be a formidable defensive 
um, first line, if you like, uh, you know, for the de- our, our defence as a back line, and uh, uh, he's a big unit as well. I was surprised when he came on. I thought, bloody hell, he's he's I mean, he's probably not quite Torrey unit size, but um, he seemed, didn't seem to be far off it. And um, you know, we have a precedent for it. I know I remember we sort of exchanged notes on the blog about it, but um, certainly we, we 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 let Osgood go and pulled him back. I think we did the same with Charlie Cook with Peter Bonetti as well. Um, and, and I think the most recent example I, th- I could remember of Worth was Graham Lasseau who I suspect <coughs> we, I, just, I suspect we sold him under Uncle Ken because we needed the money um, uh, or Ken found him reading The Guardian and thought uh, I'm not having any of that stuff in here um, <laughs> um, and then did, you read, did you read the interesting <laughs> did you read the interesting article um, interview with Graham so I can't remember where I saw it it was, it was doing the rounds recently where he was talking about it was actually an old piece that just yeah. resurfaced but yeah it's very well worth reading um, people like Andy Townsend didn't come out of it very well no no not at all not at all which um, um, well it, I don't think it surprises anyone in any great um, no and, and Robbie Fowler yes yeah. and, um, <coughs> uh, my, my, I think the point I was, the point I was going to make was that um when we Lasseau had his best years, I think, with us the second time around. Oh, very um, much. So, yeah. You know, he had two or three good years with Blackburn, where obviously Jack Walker's money had helped them, uh, you know, break the duopoly um, in the Premiership of United and Arsenal. But um, he, had, he had a fight with David Batty. Uh, oh, uh, and uh, oh, did he? Ah, yeah. Do you right. um, Blackburn in the Champions League? It, it, something oh, had gone right. dramatically wrong, oh, and okay. they ended up taking swipes at each other on the pitch. Oh, okay then. Oh, well, that, but it, they apparently it, laugh about it now. So. Yeah. But you know he came back, and, and you know I was one of the pe- play, uh, people that was sorry to see him go when he did decide to to sort of hang up his boots because I always rated him. I always thought he was slightly um, badly treated by England. Um, you know there, there were few better than him in his position at the time. So there, you know, we've got a track record for it, and I, I I think what you know you could look at a Mourinho squad and say that he you could almost see him thinking I am lacking some steel now I'd like to think that Matic will be transformed or will evolve into a Balak like character and God knows we've said that enough times on here that you know our midfield has had a Balak shaped hole in it for some time you know Um, so you know I think it's a good bit of business And, and in light of the De Bruyne Situation, um, and you know, contrary to popular belief, he's not a ball boy that sits down in front of where me and you are. Um, <laughs> I, I always had that down as Prince Harry, just you know, generally getting it's, down with it was more than a passing, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, uh, um, I don't know. Did anyone see the picture that was going round of the, 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 the very hefty Wayne Rooney lookalike who's one of our stewards? Yes, <laughs> it's a quite remarkable one. That uh, anyway, but sturdy lad. Uh, so I think it's good business. I don't. I, I. I don't think we will be doing any more business selling or buying in this window. Noted. We'll come on to that in a moment. Donald, um, Donald, your thoughts um, on the Matic thing. I difficult to say, really. I. I understand the. You know, there are possibly reasons to. to Put in someone, you know, to, as a make weight in the in the Louise deal. It undoubtedly gave him a lot of football at a good club in Benfica. I, I'm always reminded of uh, the wire where your man says, "Follow the money." It, it strikes me without any evidence to back this up. So obviously, it's all allegedly. <clears throat> I, I wonder who was involved in these various deals and who has made quite a decent wedge out of it all. 
you know, I, I still hold this opinion that there are people in and around the Chelsea coterie who are making quite a nice living out of you know, I, Chelsea's, I, Chelsea's transfer business. It's always the same names that crop up, always the same people involved, always playing both ends of the the game, you know, and even the middle. And, you know, some of this strikes me as a little curious. But, you know, for, for all that matter, Matic is a good... I hope he. I hope he does well. I. I've always believed that, uh, and I think I've said it before, that you can never, you can never have a, a great team without one or two um, people from the Balkans, um, who, you know, without wanting to characterise people from that region, you always want a couple of colourful characters from that region. <laughs> we. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm probably the only Chelsea fan, possibly the only football fan, possibly the only human being who, you know, in his darker hours, mourns the departure of Slavisa Jokanovic. And, you know, to see a tall, <laughs> rangy, see a tall, rangy Serbian there striding around makes me feel good about the world. So, yeah, I wish him luck. I hope he does well. Yes. The whole money business around this, I, I find very strange he could have gone out on loan um, you know quite just as they could have loaned him to Benfica just as easily I would have thought but there you go if, if, if I had a <clears throat> snippet of Twilight Zone music there I'd drop it in but you know makes <laughs> a picture makes a picture um, so Tony you think that's our transfer team done I'll just um, Terence the Cat um, winner of um, our, our inaugural and probably the only Podiction oh. that we've ever had in it. <laughs> never actually had it out in any way. Um, has, has just suggested that it sounds very much like journalists are being brief that um, we are open to offers for matter. Let's put it, I think that's the way yeah. she put it. Interesting. Um, I personally, any deal that strengthens a rival in that manner, I personally wouldn't go anywhere near. Um, and certainly not in the middle of the season, you know, perhaps in the summer, but. Um, United would never sell a player of that quality to another English club. I'm not saying the matter wouldn't go uh, or, no, or not be sold, but I think, um, you know, and jokes about <clears throat> there's no problem selling players to mid-table clubs and all that aside, I, I, I think it would be they are, a fairly daft thing to do. Yeah, whilst there may, may not be a, a direct competitor. Um, I mean, the other view of this is that, over. obviously, it, it helps Man United probably in... in in, in their darker moments, their PR people are out there. It always helps when a club is is slightly rocking to have people believe they're about to spend big money on, you know, quite high, high profile players. There's the view, I think, also that his agent is <clears throat> creating a bit of boat rocking, such that you know Possibly. Chelsea clarify, you know, to, just to try and get some more game time for his player. You know, I, I think there's all this sort of thing going on. Um, I'm not saying he won't go, but I'd, if if we sell him to to a team like Manchester United, I just think that's I would be disappointed. It's fairly daft. I think uh, you're asking for for that to come back and. Uh, no, know, I agree. I agree. Blow up in your face. They were very yeah. clear um, in the, on the Guardian today. They're saying that United are saying absolutely no deal for Rooney so it's a one way thing they're saying you can't have Rooney they said we couldn't have Rooney in the summer um, and well, we, got, we got played completely by them and I'm kind of hoping we return the, return the well I, I, you know and, and this, that was my point is, is that I'm wondering whether you know there's some disinformation 
being fed from the club in order to stoke some of this, in order to get Man United to to play their hand, uh, in order for us to go, um, fuck off, <laughs> you're joking, I'll sell him to you, you know, and, and, and I, 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 mean, I, I, I remain I, unconvinced, I know the club never ever, um, uh, uh, never ever comment you know about sort of idle speculation. Um, I could I could see us selling him to PSG or mm. another club. I I would be staggered if the powers that be within Chelsea would look purely uh, on the monetary basis and go forty million. Thanks very much. Um, I think they would be. They, they must take into consideration. The, the overall impact that it would have on the club and, and Mourinho that, did any of you see the Football Focus interview um, uh, they played it on Five Live which was a slightly fuller one on Friday night but the Football Focus about a 20 minute interview with Mourinho on Saturday um, um, and, and he sort of indicates in that that you know Matter is working very well he knows what he wants him to do he knows it's you know it's, it's hard for him to sit on the bench um, he says the club likes him he likes him um, and and there was no intention to sell, so it, 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 it's, it's almost a, a level of a, 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 a hypocrisy going on. And I, I just I just wonder whether it is mischief making by desperate um, uh, journo's looking for a big story, um, and especially on the basis of their beloved Manchester United dropping further down the league and losing to us. I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I certainly I, I certainly don't think mad as we think. The, the people at the top of our club are. I certainly don't think they waste their time in, you know, in taking a revenge, uh, in taking their revenge over the Rooney business. I mean, we all laughed, and it did seem at the time as though they must have been cocking a snooker at, at Spurs and, and, you know, playing games with Spurs the way that we ended up with William. But you can now see that, you know, they paid 30 or 40 million for a player. We all thought, yeah. you know, uh, Roman was just helping out one of his associates and you know going Yabu sucks Tottenham will have who we like and I'm just going to throw him in the reserves you can see now that he's actually with a serious purpose and that he is <clears throat> he looks like being a very very proper player and a very very key player to the team um, with Mata we're only two injuries away from from needing him I just yes that doesn't yeah, suit that, him because he wants to play every game. I, I understand, you know, that his his agent or whoever the people around him would be, you know, agitating to make to make it obvious that they they want to move him on if he's not going to get games. And you know, if if the club and he come to an agreement, then fine. But not not in this country. You don't sell him to another club in this country. He's too good a player. I don't, I don't just don't see it. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but that said, you know, ultimately, if we're being pragmatic and Pete wants to just tweet it, I don't I see his point. Um, well, yeah. Know, it's £40 million. Pounds, if someone comes up with £40 million pounds for a substitute, you take it seriously. You know, yeah. I, I think that's, um, that's only valid. I think it's. Um, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Terence the Cat there, Johnny. If I can just deviate slightly for a moment. I, um, I usually read her, um, she does a piece for the Irish Examiner. Yes, weeks. I don't always agree with everything she writes, but it's always interesting. It's always a good read. Um, when I returned from uh, Christmas holidays, uh, the guy I work with, um, uh, sit next to at work, um, mentioned to me that um, <clears throat> he'd read about um, a uh, 
someone, a, a woman who was predicting various things for the year. And one of the things she predicted was that the royal, there would be a death in the royal family. Now, of course, I just treated this whole thing with utter contempt because, you know, with several of them being well into their 80s and 90s, <laughs> it doesn't take, you don't have to be that much of a psychic to think there's a fair bet one of them might pop their clogs this year. So I complete and utter derision, which when I asked him how she came by this information and he said it was to do with reading asparagus, well, my whole derisory pile of derision became even larger. And then this week, I read Terence the Cat's piece, where at the end she mentions the very same psychic asparagus. What other prediction is that psychic asparagus having made that now makes me take psychic vegetables far more seriously? <laughs> Nothing other than that Chelsea are going to win the league. Now, I know that my sudden belief and my, my urge to make everyone believe this means I'm basically writing the death warrant for a member of the royal family. But we have to hope that this vegetable is at least 50% right. <laughs> and by that, I don't mean I want someone in the royal family to die. Republican though I may be. But, <laughs> but we need man. psychic asparagus you heard it here. Well, no, you didn't. You, you heard it here, but you, I read it. Terence the Cat's piece. So hopefully she'll keep us appraised of, of just how psychic vegetables are following Chelsea's progress. It's important. Noted. Noted. Um, in which case, unless anyone has anything else to add, speak now. Um, I, I just... From a one, one, if I urge anybody listening, if you haven't, go to the BBC website and watch the Mourinho interview. And, uh, and Dan Walker does a, a, a very good job of um, not being uh, too sycophantic and asking some pretty direct questions. Um, and if you're not convinced after, I think, 17 minutes or however long the interview is, that uh, this is a, a very much more um, sanguine laid-back Jose Mourinho than, than we've seen before, then I don't know what will convince you. I, it was it was fascinating to... Uh, uh, he's a, he must be an interviewer's dream because he ask, they ask a question and he does not tend to give yes or no answers. He tends to give them chapter and verse and rationale and everything like that. And uh, uh, it really was a joy to watch. I I've just want to go back to the point we were sort of saying that being a back early in the season with Mark saying he was going home early and, and this sort of stuff. I am absolutely loving this second coming as it as it as it stands at the moment. Loving it. Yeah, it's been good thus far. It's um, it's certainly been enjoyable. Um yes. Uh, it, it's certainly warming up, isn't it? Um, I think we can. I, I've got two quick points. Uh, one which I've just uh, forgotten as soon as I've started to think about it. But one of them is that. Vagaries um, of age, unfortunately. On, it certainly is. On Twitter, um, uh, Dan Levine uh, has advised people not to openly offer tickets for sale at face value because there's been a case of uh, a Chelsea fan being threatened by the club um, with legal action for trying to sell a ticket for face yes. value. Yes, I saw Which that. is an absolute scandal, really. Uh, how selling a ticket at face value um, can be seen as some form of touting, I'll, you know, from fan to fan, I'll never understand. 
you know, and and obviously the reason they're doing this is is to push people down the, the Via Goga route, which you know, once in desperation I looked, and when I saw the prices, I looked away. I think it's just shocking. And yeah, um, I, I must see. I saw know, that. As a club, they've got to get their act sorted out. You know, yeah. fans are always going to want to pass tickets around amongst themselves as long as it doesn't lead no, to any. Course. And I think actually, you know? uh, Dan Veen's pointed out that he's not going to retweet um, requests anymore. So, you know, it's just just the risk of doing so. Um, but um, I think if you use, I think it's um, CFC tickets um, feed yeah. on Twitter um, gives a degree of anonymity, so um, you can use yeah. that. Um, it's it's just it's sad. There's that. no need for it. Yeah, it's, it's just silly. That's um, it, it's, um, it's it's out of order, and um, you know, no one's doing it for personal gain. They're only mm. going to do it for another, you know, for another Chelsea fan. And um, yeah, that that stinks. I think there was um, there was an article, and, and yet you step you step off you step outside of Fulham Broadway Station, and you're uh, offered the usual, the usual you know, suspects around. And they're there. all uh, it's just. You what know. A, f- a friend of mine came out of Fulham Broadway um, on um, Sunday morning about ten o'clock, and they were already there. Mm. Buy or sell, or buy or sell. Um, so yeah, you know, if the club want to do something about it, do something about that. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, good point. Uh, in which case, I suggest we wrap up on that note. Um, of course, if you have anything to say about us, the show, everything else, um, www.chelseafcblog.com. Um, I'm being professional here and, and reminding folk of the website and driving traffic and all that. Um, yes. Otherwise, um, we will return. On um, in about two weeks' time, um, probably after the City game, um, when we will have, I have no doubt, have lots to talk about. In the meantime, gents, good night. Good night. Good night.